Going to turn things back over to Mark Weber to take us into hour two of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. So I have a question. Yes. You've got a yard, you got a landscape, and let's say you've got roots that are protruding out of your lawn. Yes. Kind of a concern from the standpoint that the mailman or the kid runs across your yard, they might trip and fall, right? Absolutely. How do you deal with that? I would think... Would you just get out there with an axe and cut the roots out? No, no. So how do you deal with that? Well, we'll learn about that and a whole bunch more in the next hour of Garden Talk on IAM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's Consumer Warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break in. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Saturday morning, each and everybody, every one of you, and uh, welcome to this week's edition of Garden Talk. If you got a gardening question, I do have an open line for you. In fact, there's no less than three right now at 457-1290. This show is all about helping you with uh, your yard gardening and landscaping um, um, challenges. Give us a call today at 457-1290. That's 457 457- 1290. They'll put you into the Master Control Studios at WHIO Radio. My name is Mark Weber. I've hosted this show for 28 years. Um, I am the president and co-founder of a business founded right here in good old Dayton, Ohio, called Mark Weber's Landscaping. If you want to learn a little bit about my firm, you can go to our web company website at WeberLandscaping.com. We offer a wide range of horticultural and arboricultural services and uh, um, I've been doing this for a long time. I hold a couple degrees in horticulture, and I'm also a board-certified master arborist. And uh, I love to help you today at 457-1290. Let's head to the telephone lines, and let's go talk to Herb. Herb, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for calling. How can I help? I've got a commercial tiny core aerator. I have uh, four acres in the country. And uh, my question was how soon I can get on that to aerate and then fertilize. Is this a hollow tiny core aerator? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, anytime now. Um, you know, I think um, the frost is slowly but surely leaving the ground. Um, and I think with this rain that's forecasted tonight, it looks to be a pretty warm rain. The long-term weather forecast looks outstanding. I mean, we're going to finally start to finally warm up a little bit. Thank God for that. Huh? Uh, and, yeah. uh, I think we're really at that place where core aeration is a really good choice to make. Um, okay, and, I, uh, and I commend you for doing it, um, because well, it, it, it's really, it's a real game changer when it comes to making um, a lawn um, so much more um, formidable as far as oxygen content. I've heard you talk a lot about it, and uh, since I started it, uh, it made a huge difference with all the clay that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only question that I have beyond that is, uh, and, and I live in farm country, and, and uh, so if we were to get a decent frost uh, that it would carry, it's a six-foot-wide unit, and I've got a compact diesel pullet. Uh, would it would it hurt to be out there on the grass if we have a, enough frost to carry it? I know I'll get the penetration that I want. I just don't want to harm the grass. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be operating on it if the grass is fr- frozen. Okay. But if the grass is not frozen, then you're fine. Okay. That's where I run into problems because then I'll have to wait until my lawn's drained enough to get out there and not cut red. So right, and uh, that's and that's the other thing is is if. If it is that wet that you're going to cause ruts, then we need not to do that. That's not, it's kind of self-defeating the real purpose of hollow tine coeration. But, but, you know, for, for the average homeowner, we've got these walk behind units. Um, Let's talk a little bit about frequency and the number of holes that you want to create. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Ideally we want about eight to 12 cores or holes in the lawn. 
by doing okay. by, by doing so, um, you're going to um, generate enough oxygen oxygen into the typical core aerator generates typically about six six holes per square foot if you're mm -hmm. lucky. So that's why we recommend a double pass. Okay, so the one that I have has the option to uh, fill the extra holes. So rather than making a double pass, would it be uh, better for my lawn just to do it in one pass and, and fill the extra holes? I would do, as long as you can get 8 to 12 cores per, per square foot, then you will be in better shape. Okay. Okay, does that help you? It sure does. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir, and have a have a fabulous day. Okay. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. All right. In studio is the one and only Mr. Jesse Mack. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How are you doing? Hanging in there. It's always my response to things like that. Yeah. You uh, and I. <laughs> eye to eye on everything, aren't we? <laughs> Some uh, bumpy weather ahead for tonight. Yeah. Spring weather. Just came a little bit early, which I think we're all... We're all fine with that, right? Well, I have to tell you, um, I, th I thought of you this week a lot. Um, I had to go to a certain part of West Virginia to look at something this week. Okay. And uh, spent the night in Morgantown. Um, got up, met the client, and we left around 630 in the morning in Morgantown. The temperature on his car thermometer was 24 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. And then we drove you know, two and a half hours toward Maryland. And we got into the mountains and we lost cell. I had no cell service for an hour and a half to help where we were at. Yeah. And, uh, we got, my ears started to pop. Right. And we, we went, went off a paved road onto a gravel road onto a dirt road. Oh no. And, um, the snow started to increase in depth. The time we got to this top of this, we were literally on top of a mountain. Mm -hmm. The snow was a foot and a half deep. And when we arrived at the site, it was probably a little bit after nine. I guess it was nine something, nine fifteen or something. Mm -hmm. um, it was fourteen degrees on top of this spot. Wow! And this, and and when I did did, did my work, the snow was almost like finest powder you could ever find, which I was always told growing up, that's indication how cold it is, mm -hmm. is how the texture of the snow. Yep, I, was I wrong? That is correct. So it was fascinating to me is what elevation does to weather. I can't imagine. I, sometimes I'm like, woe is me. My job is so tough. You know, like, <laughs> how, how do I... It is so flat here. I am incredibly lucky to forecast in an area so flat. If there were, like, I went out and I applied for a job one time at Colorado Springs and I practiced forecast. It's like you're forecasting for 50 places and they're spread all over the country. Mm. That's like how it feels because it is nothing like where you are compared to where a mountain is. It's completely different. The only thing they have in common is where they sit on the, the atmospheric stream. That's it. So it is crazy. And so with elevation. Oh, elevation is a nightmare. <laughs> so what, but this is what it comes to the world of plants is that you can have different microclimates mm -hmm. at different elevations in the landscape. Mm -hmm. In other words, and that can be related to how weather is affecting that area based on that elevation. Yeah, and what was interesting to me was, I was looking at. Of course, only I do things like this. I was looking at the configurations of these tree crowns. Okay. Now, granted, this is a dense forest type of situation, but it was interesting. The higher up we went up on this mountain range, tre trees of the same species had different configurations in their crowns. Huh. And uh, and I've I've noticed it before when I had spent time in the in other parts of the United States or in the world that config tree trees tend to have different configurations in their crowns at different elevations, and uh, but I was say this whole weather it just blew me away. Uh, I was up there, you know, and I was thinking to myself, it's four, 
it's 13, 14 degrees. Yeah. And you didn't travel really that far. No. And I didn't go that high. I mean, it wasn't like up into the Rocky Mountains or something. Right. But just in one spot in the, on the Appalachian you know, Ridge. And um, so I had to come back to Ohio to warm up. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> I think that would be so cool to live in the mountains like that. But like when it gets cold here... It's crazy. And when it snows here, it's yeah. crazy there. So, well, and what was interesting was you would, and I was, you know, much further south than Ohio, because, mm-hmm. lo- you know, longitude and latitude wise. But you would, if you wouldn't have known the date was in March, you would have thought it was mid January. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, ice right up against the edge of the of the creeks and the rivers and yeah. uh it was beautiful but uh i can tell you that uh i i saw a, a black bear did you and and her cub <laughs> walking through the snow and uh i thought they gotta be cold <laughs> gotta have a bear that's why bears have all that's that home fur. to them it yeah, was, it, it was just another day. <laughs> it was just another day, day in, 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 in paradise. So today's weather, as far as this weather system, um, it's coming out of the southwest or roughly, which, yeah. roughly, it, okay, it's, it's yeah, roughly southwest. And so is this a frontal system or? Yep. Um, usually you can't track a warm front very well, mm-hmm. um, like by the rain. But mm-hmm. with this one, there's a lot of moisture that's pushing up. So you see this. If you um, get a chance, just look at like the national radar. You'll see this little line that's going across like Tennessee, you know, off towards the Atlantic right. Ocean. And then the cold front's always very obvious. That's the one, that's the rainmaker. So okay. um, you can see both of those fronts very, very easily. And I saw the, the, the rainfall potential on this is like a half to one inch. Is that correct? Yeah, around that. I think we, we could possibly see more than that. Um, it's going to be like a real sturdy rain that, that, a uh, warm front's pushing in a ton of moisture and the cold front's hitting it right away. So it's going to be real sturdy rain. I think we could shade towards the higher end of that probably. So, but no potential for flooding or anything like that. I think we've had a good break. So I think we'll, we'll be okay. The ground will be able to take it and it's, it's spread out over several hours. So it's not, mm-hmm. I, I, we're not going to see inches in hours or anything like that. So, um, I want to ask you if you'd be interested in doing this. Okay. Every week on garden, you know, we're getting to the time of year when people are going to be doing a lot of stuff in their yards. Myself included. Yeah. And I think it's important that we kind of communicate to our listeners about potential for rain and how much rain Uh within the next, I know, seven days. I know that's hard for you guys to live with sometimes, but maybe when we talk each week, we can maybe give our listeners kind of some insight absolutely, on how much rainfall they should expect for this week's garden, um, garden work. So that one, they can plan if they need to turn on the irrigation, if they don't need to turn on the irrigation, uh, more so if they, which days they're going to be rain days that they can plan to do their stuff to get it out of the way. Is that okay? Yeah, definitely. Because I think that would be really important for well, I'll tell you, this. every time I come in here, I got five days locked in my brain already. So I always have the answer for the okay. next five. So in the next five, how many days do we have rain or no rain? You think? Well, today my- is obviously a, a yes day and we'll see, I think, you know, roughly an inch, give or take a quarter mm-hmm. inch or so. Right. Um, and then we should be fairly quiet for Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. We'll actually see a good amount of sunshine, mm-hmm. especially on Monday and Tuesday. Um, but the next chance Wednesday, we're clouding up. But if we see any rain, it's very, very light. So not, not very much there Wednesday. And I'll even give you a bonus day Thursday. We do have a chance for rain. Um, right now, that's looking kind of like uh, just a mixed bag. Typical spring showers, if you will. Okay, but nothing widespread. Nope, nothing nothing crazy. Nothing, not in the measure of inches. <laughs> just <laughs> some showers. So it's going to be a good gardening week, I think. I think so, too. I think yep. a good gardening week. Good. Jesse, thank you. Thank you. I look forward to your seeing you next week, and we'll do mm-hmm. a little bit more discussion with weather, more so give our listeners some insight on what they should expect with weather, with awesome. their with their gardening activities. So thank you again. Sounds good. See you later. Have a good day. When we come back, we'll give you an updated uh, check of the radar, plus take your calls at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover our big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks and trucks to get you through the winter snow. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. When the waves of retirement planning come crashing in, you need somewhere safe to go. Hi, I'm Gary Sickles. Our team at Safe Harbor Retirement Group will guide you through those rough waters. Learn how to convert your IRA or 401k to tax-free income. This is a strategy you need to learn. Visit safeharboroh.com and schedule a complimentary strategy session with me. Let Safe Harbor be your guide to a worry-free retirement. Cybersecurity is a scary term for a lot of businesses. It's unfamiliar, unpredictable, and can do severe damage to your business. So where do you start? Let the experts at Back to Business IT help you navigate your way to protecting your business. Avoid becoming a cyber statistic and lean on us to take that burden off your shoulders. Back to Business will develop a plan that fits your business and provides you peace of mind that your data is secure. Take action today and visit us at backtobusinessit.com. Take care of your business. We'll take care of your IT. Low back pain is the single leading cause of disability and the most common reason for missing work. Yet, 9 out of 10 people who suffer never know the reason why. I'm Dr. TJ Polking, and for over 20 years, our focus has been on applying conservative, safe, and effective treatment for all ages without harmful drugs or surgery. We take your back pain seriously, and so should you. Call 299-2900 or visit us at polkingchiropractic.com. I'm Dr. TJ Polking, and we've got your back. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Did you know that even if you choose cremation that you can still choose a traditional grave space and headstone? At David Cemetery, you and a loved one can place your cremations together on one space and provide your family a traditional final resting place. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Buckeye Harley-Davidson invites you to come out today and celebrate their 8th anniversary. From 1 to 4 p.m., enjoy pizza, cake, and refreshments while they last. Buckeye Harley-Davidson thanks you for 8 wonderful years. BuckeyeHD.com At Wild Birds Unlimited, we are your backyard bird feeding experts. Got squirrel problems? We can help. Blackbirds taking over? We know what to do. Wild Birds Unlimited. Visit us online and in the Voice of America Center in Westchester or in Springboro next to Dorothy Lane Market. As a parent myself, keeping my family safe is huge, and I know it is for you, too. We've doubled down here on WHIO and News Center 7 to relay any credible threats, scams, and activity that could involve security breaches at schools here in the Miami Valley throughout the day, on air and by push alert. Depend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO when it counts. Hi, everybody. It's 725. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Areas of patchy fog developing this morning with a low temperature starting off at 28 degrees. We're staying cloudy out there today and a chance for rain arriving in the late afternoon. And that will last into the evening hours as well. Possibly a rumble of thunder as we go towards the overnight hours. Temperatures today picking up to 56 degrees for the high. Overnight tonight, scattered showers with a chance for a rumble of thunder and gusty winds. Low temperature dropping to 40 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station. Okay. A check of the radar right now shows overcast skies. We've got 32 degrees at the airport, 33 at Springboro. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7, 
W-H-I-O. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O. 457-1290. I want to kind of go through some basics about uh, lifting and dividing perennials. We're really at that time of year when uh, I'm going to really recommend that you get outside and do this. Now, how do you know when a perennial needs to be... uh, it shows you the signs of it needing to be divided. Um, a lot of times the plant will tell you because the outer edge of the inner center of the perennial has developed a hollow area or kind of a, a, an area where there's no uh, plant left. It means it looks kind of like a big donut or a big circle with a hole in the, in the middle of it. Um, we see this a lot with ornamental grasses. Um, these are indications of an overcrowded root system or maybe a plant that uh, you see in the garden with roots that are beginning to expand out of the dirt. Perennials typically are telling you that they need to be divided. Now, remember, perennials require division. Um, and that's one way that we make them healthier, but more importantly, make them bloom better. So um, you want to go out there and dig the clump up and you can use a garden fork or you can use a shovel or a spade. Um, you gently want to take that shovel, spade or garden fork and then gently go around the plant in kind of a circle, leaving about a three to f- a one to two inch space from the outer edge of the existing perennial clump. And just go around it and gently uh, slice underneath of it at about a 60 degree angle And uh, once you get that uh, completed, then you can lift up that uh, clump and then begin to easily divide that clump into smaller sections. Uh, Typically about a four by four section of that root system and that upper portion. Um, And then plant it into its new location. Remember when you plant those divisions, and that's what we call those after we break up the big clump, You want to dig the hole typically about one and a half times uh, wide and as deep as the depth of the clump that you created. And then kind of backfill that area uh, around and if it needs to be watered, add a little water. And then make sure you add about two to three inches of good organic mulch um, um, around the root system of what you've just planted and you'll be in good shape. Um, plants need, particularly perennials, need this type of work done to them. And by dividing them, you will create a much stronger plant and more so a plant that will bloom much better for you for the next few years. Remember, typically most perennials need division about every five, no less than every three to six years. More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 7.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're going to be tracking more stormy conditions to come our way, but not like we've been expecting. Spring-like weather in the forecast and rain is on the way. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley at this time. We're not seeing any major accidents nor any slowdowns that are going to get in your way today. And it is our top story. Got the chances for stormy conditions. We get into Sunday and work into the next work week, that is, with some spring-like temperatures sticking around for a while. As we go towards the late afternoon, early evening, that's when the majority of rain is going to be moving in, with temperatures really lifting up here quite a bit as that warm front passes by. Meteorologist Jesse Mag has the exclusive WHIO forecast in just minutes. It's a story we're following out of Greene County. A teenager learns his fate in connection with a 2017 crash that killed two others. Trey Blevins is sentenced to five years community control after pleading guilty to two first-degree misdemeanors. The parents of victims David Wagg and Connor Williams told the judge they forgive Blevins 
and their sons would not have wanted him to go to jail. WHIO's Ron Otto says prosecutors say Blevins was under the influence when the car he was driving hit a tree off Wilkerson Road in November of 2017. Well, now to Shelby County, where we're working to learn the condition of a man who was hit by a train last night. That 22-year-old victim had been walking along the railroad tracks and reportedly didn't hear the train's horn until it was about 20 feet away. The train's engineer says the horn was sounded several times, but the victim couldn't avoid it after he noticed it. He was flown to Miami Valley Hospital with injuries reported to his leg and head. No word on who he is or how he's doing as of now. Well, let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable weather forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Areas of patchy fog developing this morning with a low temperature starting off at 28 degrees. We're staying cloudy out there today and a chance for rain arriving in the late afternoon. And that will last into the evening hours as well. Possibly a rumble of thunder as we go towards the overnight hours. Temperatures today picking up to 56 degrees for the high overnight tonight. Scattered showers with a chance for a rumble of thunder and gusty winds. Low temperature dropping to 40 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley in terms of rain. At this time, we've got cloudy skies, seeing those from our studio here on South Main Street here in Dayton, but should expect the precipitation to work its way back in as we get later into the day. It's 28 degrees in Troy, 30 degrees in Springfield, 32 in Dayton at 732. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Imagine being out of debt in nine years or less, including your mortgage, without spending anything extra each month. We wouldn't suggest it unless we did it ourselves. At Debt Free for Good, we continue our education for our families, our businesses, ourselves, and our clients, and give that knowledge away for free to anyone who wants it through our regular seminars. Call 937-600-6901 or text Debt Free to 937-600-6901. Get out of debt with Debt Free for Good, 937 937- Six zero zero sixty nine zero one. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. You know, I'm not a tech-savvy person. I don't know how my pillow works. I only know that it does. And it did that very first night for me over three years ago. I fell asleep right away, and it was a deeper sleep than I had ever experienced. So much so, when the alarm went off in the morning, I was startled. And it's been like that ever since. I'm sleeping great, and I know that you can too with my pillow. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the four-pack special. Use the promo code WHIO. You'll get two MyPillow premium pillows and two Go Anywhere pillows for half off and free shipping. If you'd prefer to call, you can do that, 1-800-320-1481. Ask for that same four-pack special. Use the promo code WHIO. And again, you get two MyPillow premium pillows, two go-anywhere pillows, half off, and free shipping. And best of all, you've got nothing to lose. Because every MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, I know you'll love MyPillow. I love hearing about the weather. It keeps me updated accurately. More in-depth and truthful. We heard from you, WHIO listeners, and we are not slowing down as we continue to bring you news that affects you in the Miami Valley. You have told us how important breaking local news, weather, and traffic is to you, and we will continue to provide the latest 24-7. You can trust me, Larry Hanskin, host of Miami Valley's Morning News and the Voice of the Flyers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I've been here for over 37 years, and I'd like to think I've earned your trust. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Did you know you can get our latest news flash briefing on your smartphone? For Android, just say, OK, Google, and then play WHIO News. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, how are you doing today, sir? I'm hanging in there. It's like I said, it's been a really long, lousy week on many different fronts, but <laughs> I'm just glad yeah, well, glad this week is nearly over with. So you and me both. Yeah. I think the weather's gonna finally improve that we can actually leave our humble abodes and go do something in the yard garden landscape and um as always, Randy, there's always seems to be controversy. And I don't know if it's necessary or not, but there seems to be some degree of uh, controversy about um, about when to apply crabgrass control and when not to apply crabgrass control. So let's kind of give us give our folks 
the science um, about when we do it and how we do it and where we do it? Well, I think it's it's if you're a homeowner and you've only got one yard to uh, to worry about, that's your home yard. Uh, you don't have 500 or 1,000 or who knows how many. Uh, like a lawn care company, you've just got your yard to worry about. You can uh, you can actually nail the application time for your yard right to almost the actual day, hour, and minute mm-hmm. uh, because crabgrass and foxtail uh, germinate uh, when the soil temperatures reach a certain point in your yard, and uh, and that is all uh, all changing every year. I can remember. I used to say that to people that you would absolutely never have crabgrass can uh, germinate before April 15th. Ohio State University said that for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I became a liar along with some of the professors at Ohio State University because Mother Nature warmed things up uh, several years ago. And I think they had crabgrass germination in uh, Oh, I don't know what was it. Mar- was it March? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was just real early. It was like a month earlier than normal. So, if you're just taking care of your own yard uh, through soil temperatures, taking soil temperatures, or or watching, uh, I sent you a blog last week about uh, growing degree days. Mm-hmm. Ohio State University's got a great uh, um, uh, little um, uh, you know, website where you right. can punch in your. Uh, zip code and it'll punch up your soil there or your growing degree days and tell you what's going on not just with turf but with all your different plants uh, uh as the as the season matures and and you can pinpoint your exact uh, application time if you're a homeowner uh, very nicely uh that's not as easy when you're a lawn care company and you've got i don't know hundreds or thousands of customers you can't be on that yard uh at the, at the exact perfect uh, day time and minute but uh but uh from a homeowner perspective it's it's very easy and then the question and, and i sent you a blog here today it's uh it's choosing the right pre-emergent you just don't uh at least in today's world you've got some options you've got uh you've got uh, uh which mm-hmm. uh is a is a great uh pre-emergent control but you've also got uh thiopir uh and uh and Dithiopyr is one that you can use not only to get the uh, pre-emergent uh, crabgrass and foxtail, but if you're a little late or maybe you've done a little spring seeding and you need to wait until that seed germinates, uh, you have some options with crabgrass control today that we didn't have years ago with uh, some of the different plants uh, or the different products available. And, of course, you've always got the old tried and true. You always called it the... Uh, uh, the pre-emergence with the brain, Sigeron, right. that, uh, that, that's been around forever, but it's still available. And it will uh, do a fairly good job of controlling crabgrass and foxtail without hurting the grass seed as it germinates. So it's uh, from a homeowner's perspective, it can be uh, a pretty easy uh, chore to apply that product at the right time. And next thing that comes into play, Randy, for our listeners is, is realize that that timing um needs to be done when you're when you've got the coriation done and yep. is because if you put down that crabgrass control um and then you coriate thereafter um you are going to create a condition that you are going to literally break the barrier that's been formed by the chemical am i correct with that yeah you, all these uh, pre-emergent materials they're usually on a fertilizer carrier so you get a fertilizer application with your pre-emergence but that's exactly right the uh, pre-emergence is actually sprayed onto each fertilizer particle. And then as you fertilize your yard, those little particles drop down into the soil. It takes uh, rain or uh, normally it's not irrigation this time of the year because nobody's got their irrigation cranked up. But, you know, it takes a rain, uh, you know, like we're going to get today to uh, to wash that pre-emergence off of the fertilizer particle. Uh, and the chemistry of these pre-emergent products is such that the, the, the herbicide stays right in the in the right in the top layer of soil, uh, it's very good about not, you know, translocating through the soils quickly and forms a barrier. And then crabgrass and foxtail will germinate. The way it works, the uh, uh, the crabgrass control is there when the when the crabgrass and foxtail germinates. When that little crabgrass plant sticks out its little root and tries to establish itself and and uh, and and grow, it pulls in that pre-emergent herbicide. 
into its little system, and uh, the herbicide kills the crabgrass and foxtail before you really even know that it's in your yard. Mm-hmm. And by punching a bunch of holes in that little protective barrier, you, uh, you, you cause problems. You open that soil up, and you, you can create a, a scenario where that crabgrass can get established in your yard. So just like that gentleman that called you earlier today and said, when can I, uh, when can I core aerate? I always tell people uh, there's really not a bad time to core aerate uh, as long as your yard's soft enough to extract a a core uh, of two or three inches, and he ought to be able to do that next week. And and so do it now, exactly right, Mark, and then uh, apply your pre-emergence at the right time, and we're still too early. Our soils are are only in the in the mid to high 30s right now, and we've got to get them up to 50, 55 degrees. So we've got a ways to go yet. Let's also talk about another "quote unquote" uh, <laughs> controversial topic with lawn care. No, no, you never come up with anything controversial, Mark. I don't. Know, where, where's this going? Go ahead, give it a try. These people that roll their lawns with the rollers. <laughs> yeah, not a good practice, is it, Mister Tisher? You know, uh, back when I was young, and that goes back a ways now, but uh, uh, I can remember. Seems like everybody had a roller in the backyard, and the first thing they'd do in the spring is pull out this big old heavy roller, and pull it behind their little riding lawnmower, and uh, and roll the yard. I mean, it's just something that you did all the time. And and uh, and and you know, fortunately, science uh, has uh, has proven that that action, why it might tap down a little the little little the, the the freezing and thawing action of the winter, where the where the Lawn might uh, rise here and rise there. All you're doing this time of the year when the soils are moist, and, of course, we've got these clay soils here in, in Ohio, all you're doing is, uh, is, is, is forming a concrete lawn. You're, just, you're, you're compacting right. the lawn horribly. And uh, uh, there really is no scientific uh, benefit whatsoever to running a roller over your yard. I just shake my head. Uh, it's a little bit like collecting grass clippings anymore. Everybody always collected their grass clippings and hauled them to the side of the road and hauled them to the, to the landfill. And uh, why, why that's gone by the wayside, you ought to just, uh, I don't know what you do with that roller if you still have one, but uh, you ought to, <laughs> you sure sack ought to, ought to park it this spring. You should yeah, get are, it out of the yard this spring. Or use it, I guess, to compact your new driveway or something to that. There you go, yeah. Get get yourself in the asphalt business, and then you've got a roller that you can uh, yeah. roll out your asphalt. There you go. Yeah, and, 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 and ladies and gentlemen, this is why, because the roots of grass are, they operate in a pretty shallow depths of the soil. They don't go very deep. And by compacting the soil with that roller, you're squeezing out the oxygen that's in the soil and making it really difficult for uh, the grass plant to be able to have its roots very deep. So when we get dry, and we will get dry, um, I've already predicted that we have a dry summer ahead of us. As much oh, yeah. rain well, as we've had this year, it's got to be at some point in time. It's going to mean that we're going to have some pretty dry weather to make up for the deficit. So, or the or the excess, excuse me. So, anyway, you cut it. We've got dry weather in our future. So, by by not rolling the lawn and by core aerating the lawn, you're going to create these channels that it will allow water. And the nutrients that you apply to your lawn to go into the soil and to be uptaken by the soil to be successful. Yep. If you're bound and determined to use that old roller in your backyard, then uh, then you better park the roller and get the core aerator out before you before you call it a day because you need to undo all the damage you just did with your roller. So exactly, I'm point. with you, Mark. Unfortunately, uh, I don't see. As many people rolling their yards, uh, just like I don't see clippings, uh, grass clippings parked out in the in the in the front yard for waiting for the trash man. I, I think people are, I think people are getting the picture. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. As for well. the most part. Yep, Mr. Tisher, as always, thank you so much for uh, being part of the broadcast. We hope that you have a great and glorious day, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. You got a date? Right. Thanks, Mark. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Four five seven.
You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And roughly about uh, 15 minutes, we are going to be doing... What plan I am, and uh, hopefully we'll get you guys to call us at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And uh, give us a call, and we'll be happy to help you as well. Um, I'll talk next a little bit about uh, proper uh, care of your trees, particularly with roots above the ground. Um, It is a normal process for the roots of trees to reach the surface of the soil, And many times they are located in the grassy part of your lawn and they actually can um, uh, become what we call a trip hazard. Um, And you will see people that have these and lots of trip hazards in a lawn area. One of the easiest ways to deal with this issue is to apply some organic mulch over that area. And by doing so, you are going to completely remove that trip hazard. And most importantly, keep it in a place where it is not going to be cause someone to get hurt. And this time of year, typically after all the rain that we've had this over the winter season, you will in many cases see a lot of surface roots coming to the top of a lot of trees. And the worst thing you can do is add soil to it. And another worst thing you can do is to cut those roots because you can actually do um, damage as well. Four five seven twelve ninety. That's four five seven twelve ninety. We would love to hear your voices today here on Garden Talk. As our phone lines are beginning to fill up, let's head to the telephone lines and talk to Charles about his apple trees. Charles, good morning. Hi, how you doing? I'm fine, Charles. How can I help you? Um, yes, sir. We recently bought a house and we had some really ugly bushes in front. And I just ripped them up, and I'm about to rip up the roots. I was wanting to know if I can plant the, because I'm going with Honeycrisp and Granny Smith apple trees. And I was wanting to know if now would be a good time, or if I should wait till the fall. As far as pruning, cor- correct? Pruning is no, right. As far as planting, planting. Then. I would prefer spring planting on fruit trees. And, okay. And uh, this so- is and this is why spring planted fruit trees are going to have a more likelihood of getting established and not having um, um, overwintering problems. Okay. Yeah. So cause you what, think I should do it now or wait till April? I would probably start planting this week if you can. Okay. Sounds great. And you're going you're gonna to gain the, the chance for those plants to start to acclimate and, and harden off and prepare for spring. And this is, this is an important piece of this. Um, fruit trees tend to be kind of um, fussy about something called bark splitting. And that's where the, the wood inside the tree may not be hardened off and maybe more juvenile than it needs to be. And when it's exposed to temperature extremes like you can get in the fall of the year, particularly if you have an early winter, you can get a lot of bark damage. So my thought is to acclimate that plant into um, the season, get it into the soil now, and now, and I think you'll have a less likelihood of a chance of having any issues as far as bark splitting is concerned. Okay, well, thank you, sir, for all the knowledge that you provide us. Oh, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good rest of your day, sir. You right. too. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Gail. Then we're going to talk to Dottie, and we're going to talk to you at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When you're driving to work, you ever wonder, is this as good as it gets? Are all these other people going somewhere better than I am? 
If your job feels like just a job, it's time to explore what we offer at Dayton Progress Corporation. We are a reputable, locally headquartered, global manufacturing company, and we are looking right now for people who want to pursue a career with us. If you're looking for a great place to grow with excellent pay, benefits, 401k, a retention bonus for the first three years, tuition reimbursement, and bonus programs, then apply in person Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. at 500 Progress Road in West Carrollton, or email Email us your resume to jobs at DaytonProgress.com. Remember, this is not just a job, it's a career. Hi, I'm David Turpin, president of Dayton Progress, and I'm speaking to you today about the wonderful opportunities that await you at Dayton Progress Corporation. Start your career with us now. Dayton Progress is an equal opportunity employer. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. I'm WHIO's Chris Hartley with some fun events for you this weekend here in the Miami Valley. The Dayton Philharmonic will be presenting John Williams II. This weekend, it's going to be over at the Dayton Schuster Center Friday and Saturday. Both shows are going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets are available at TicketCenterStage.com. Our Mother's Brief Affair is going to be continuing this weekend over at the Dayton Theater Guild Friday at 8 and Saturday at 5. And don't forget about Sunday at 3. Coming up on Saturday, professional bull riders will be over at the Nutter Center. That's for their real-time pain velocity. City Tour. The show's going to begin at 7 p.m. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. And the Boone Schaff Museum of Discovery is going to be holding their annual fundraiser on Saturday. It's called Eureka, Playing the Odds. The event's going to begin at 7 p.m. and it's going to run through 11. You'd expect an adult evening. It's an excellent opportunity for attendees to enjoy science while enjoying a cocktail or craft beer. Getting you out into the Miami Valley this weekend, I'm Chris Hartley, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. What is WHIO Triple Team Traffic? We're monitoring local road sensors and dozens of webcams with live reports from the road. Triple Team Traffic every six minutes on your way to work on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 7.53. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Areas of patchy fog developing this morning with a low temperature starting off at 28 degrees. We're staying cloudy out there today and a chance for rain arriving in the late afternoon. And that will last into the evening hours as well. Possibly a rumble of thunder as we go towards the overnight hours. Temperatures today picking up to 56 degrees for the high. Overnight tonight, scattered showers with a chance for a rumble of thunder and gusty winds. Low temperature dropping to 40 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows um, no activity whatsoever. We're resting at 32 degrees up at the airport on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of the broadcast. Let's head to the telephone lines and do what we do best, which is help people. Let's go help uh, Gail. Gail, good morning. Good morning. How can I help you, Gail? Okay, we have a Cleveland pear tree out front of our house. It's mm. probably about uh, 20 feet in height or uh, 20 feet away from the foundation. It's about 25 feet in height. It's about 11 years old. And we were wondering if that tree should be taken down. We hate to do that, but it's so close to the house. Are the roots going to grow into the foundation or any of the pipes outside? Uh, first of all, uh, roots of trees only go where there's air spaces. Oh, okay. So I'll say that again. Roots of trees only go where there's air spaces, meaning roots follow a pathway of air, meaning they don't push rocks out of the way. <laughs> they don't push foundations open, okay? Okay. They don't open up pipes and crawl inside pipes 
only time that they go in those kind of places is when there are openings in those places. So if the foundation wall of your house was constructed properly and doesn't have any cracks or breaks in it, a tree root will not go and bust down your foundation wall, which is kind of a good, good thing to know. It is, indeed. But the other, other thing on the other side with your um, um, pear tree is to realize that that tree now, for all intents and purposes, will not ever be able to be purchased ever again. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, why is that? Because they are invasive. And meaning? Invasive meaning that there's a plant that is, gets into um, wild areas. It's displacing a number of native plants and, and animals. So you cannot, for, I think it's, I don't know what the exact year is, but we're at a place now where within the state of Ohio, it's nearly, it's against the law to sell a pear tree. Hmm. So I think, you know, long term, and, and I'm not telling you to completely remove it today or tomorrow or near future, they, they typically are a tree that does not live very long because they are structurally <clears throat> insufficient. And they tend to break apart in, in, in no, under normal weather conditions. So, okay. uh, you know, long term, I think you should think about replacing it and removing it and planting a, a species of plant that's more designed to be not so invasive. Okay, but for the moment, we can leave that there for... Um what, yeah. maybe five more years or so? I, it all depends on the condition of the tree. I can't answer that without seeing your tree. Right, but, yeah, okay. But my point, my point being is is that in the long term, and, I, and I'm, I'm saying this with all due respect to you, um, is that it's not a good species of tree to have in your landscape. Long term, it is a plant that's going to have some problems. It's going to fail due to weather. Um, and long-term, it's probably going to be better to remove it than to keep it. Okay. Does that help you? That does. Uh, that does a lot. And um, we've never had it trimmed. Um, and I know you can't see the tree, but <laughs> I, <laughs> would you recommend trimming it up? I, because I, well, it we, has been there for 10 years. It's probably overdue for some pruning. It needs more what we call... Um, uh, can, uh, structural pruning is really what it needs. Okay, and I would guess it would uh, be good to get someone who really knows about trees in order to have it um, pruned properly. Yeah, and what you want to work with is an ISA certified arborist. Okay. And you can find yours at a website called treesaregood.org. Okay. And, that and, great. And, and that's and, and really what should be talked about is how to, how to improve uh, the plant's structure. Structure really matters in trees. And but again, I'm going to say to you that if that certified arborist goes out and looks at it and and tells you that it starts to talk about cables and all kinds of stuff, that's where I'm going to say to you it's time to cut bait. Uh, this is a you know pears are at a place where you know for all intents and purposes we're having this conversation 10 years from now they would be completely shouldn't even be on the planet (laughs) particularly the ornamental pears because they are just completely disastrous on every front okay Okay. good luck to you man all right thanks a lot you bet bye-bye more garden talk will continue in the next hour we'll be talking to tim we'll be talking to dotty we're going to do what plant I am next hour and plus talk to John Scott from Knollwood on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.